You're listening to Cast Cluster F, for Season 6, Episodes 20 and 21. I am one of your newbies, Paul Mackey, in my living room in Duluth, Minnesota, with my lovely wife, Darcy. This is a stink bomb for refreshing dog spray. Stink bomb? That's what it says. Stink bomb, refreshing dog spray. Okay, swell. We're going to continue to introduce people. Yes, that was an advertisement. Are you you hinting that I need to be stink bombed? (laughs) No. No, I'm just looking at that dog, and she's stinking it up around here. We've also got our other newbie with us, Yvette. Hey, y'all. Down New Orleans way, and over in Texas, we've got our experts, John. Greeting. Who you heard at the top, and Annie. Hello. Full complement of our entire uh, podcast group, as well as we have our returning special guest, Carol. Hey there. Hello. Hey, Carol. Hey. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Darcy was uh, Darcy was almost uh, almost a no, but she got some uh, some dress making work done or dress altering work done that yeah i did it really fast it was like it's like i knew what i was doing or something. yeah i don't know i was surprised because you were like oh i can't do it i gotta do this stuff and then then on tuesday you're like oh i'm gonna watch the episodes i'm totally in well it's because i thought it was gonna take me longer because oh, they like wanted extra stuff and i yeah and you, i was able to talk about you it. you know where to put the brakes on that's right i did well when she said i'll pay you after the wedding i was like i'm done this is it. This is, <laughs> you look beautiful. All done. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, uh, everybody see an eclipse? Yes. Yep. Uh, I, I didn't, um, like, I knew what was happening. I, I, I didn't care. Yeah. <laughs> well, you weren't in totality. I saw the shadows on the ground, and it was really cute, all those little crescent moons. Yeah. I was scared yeah, to burn those my eyeballs cool. out, so I refused to look up. Really? The I eclipse glasses yeah. worked. The eclipse yeah. glasses were worked, and they were cool. Yeah. Yeah. My so one of my 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 boss had like a pair of the glasses, and like we were all like standing around like on the roof of the building, and we're like you know everybody's looking up, and then like they handed them to me, and I was ready to do it, and then I like got scared, and I was like no, I don't want to, and then I like yeah. gave the glasses back, and I just looked at the ground. Because, like, I just imagine my eyes, like, bursting into flames or something. <laughs> <laughs> there there was a moment the first time I put on the glasses and I looked up. I was just like, <gasps> deep breath, you know. This is really going to work? Uh, Are these for real? Yeah. Yeah. But uh, they work just great. And the, My eyes. Cool. The goggles do nothing. <laughs> yeah. No, there we, was a, oh, go ahead. No, that's okay. There was a guy at... Uh, when my son and I finally landed, because it was a whole big thing that day, um, there was a guy with a pair of solar viewing binoculars that let us look through them, and that was cool too, because it was bigger, basically. Yeah, just yeah. cool. Yeah. That is cool. Yeah. That's a neat filter. Yeah, no, here in Duluth, it was it was definitely uh, it was probably like I think they said it was like seventy two percent covered 
It was at the, really at the peak. thick, yeah. But uh, no, I mean the the, the, well, no, the amount the, of coverage the, the, of the of the oh, sun. Oh, I thought you were talking about the overcast. No, no, that that was Jeez. what I was getting into next. Is that uh, you know we didn't have totality, so we had to look at it through thick thick clouds. Actually, as a as a matter of fact, the kids and I went down to Canal Park where they had a, a big viewing party and everything, and it was a bust. Mm-hmm. And we totally walked around Canal Park for a while, and we were like, we don't see anything, we don't see anything. Okay, let's give up. And then we were getting gas up the hill, and we saw a spot in the sky that was bright enough to maybe be, you know, the clouds parting just enough. And we saw the crescent through the through that little break in the clouds. We didn't have to have glasses or anything because it was not, you know, it was just it was really thick cloud. So, hmm. yeah, I went outside. Uh, I you know moved brakes around, and I went outside with everybody, and it was like so so cloudy we all kind of looked for a little bit and couldn't see anything like no trace of the sun like where is it even supposed to be and then we went back in the into work and i run up and down i have uh it's three-story building and i run up and down this really old rickety stairwell all day to do my job and i was running up and i was like is that the sun coming through this really dirty window and so I ran up to the, the top floor and looked through that really dirty window and looked right at the eclipse with my eyes. Yeah. Well, wow. the, yeah. The dirty, uh, believe me, if you were outside, on the other side yeah. of the dirty window, the, you probably were looking through the same clouds as us. So. I'm probably like exact timing, too, yeah. because it was, it was just like a brief second. I, I feel really bad for folks in California because apparently it was because of the smog and the oh, haze yeah. down oh, there wow. that it like that it, like they weren't really it was like man that was that was anticlimactic um yeah i was i was i i was i didn't really pay much attention to any of it you know i was like you know, in my head i was like oh cool an eclipse but like i was busy uh around that time because there's been a a leak under my kitchen sink oh. uh for for a while and because the uh because the apartment the floor is not exactly level uh-huh. Uh, it's it's been leaking out of the corner of the cabinet under the sink and forming a puddle on the floor, um, in right in front of the bathroom door, and it started to affect the uh, the I guess like the veneer of the floorboards or whatever because oh, like yeah. they started they started coming up and 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 uh, and separating and everything, and so I finally went down and told um, I went down and told somebody in the office and so they sent buddy up, sent somebody up and you know they checked and everything and they're like yeah don't uh, don't run your hot water uh there's a galvanized pipe and i said okay and so they're like then the next day uh a couple of guys came in and they, they spent like almost the whole day um working on everything in there so the upside is i have new uh new faucets yeah uh, nice and they, and they even put in one of those little one of those little sprayer things mm-hmm. you know with the, with the, like, uh-huh. the little hose you know yeah, uh, good. So, it's, so it's nice to have one of those. Uh, the downside is is that um, they removed two of the uh, two of the strips on the floor. They just they just picked them up and like put them somewhere else. So now there's like this big spot on the kitchen floor in front of the uh, in front of the sink that's like all sticky with adhesive. Oh yeah. Yeah, and so that's I'm like, oh, well, is somebody gonna <laughs> like, hey, more floor, please? <laughs> yeah. So uh, at some point, at some point, I'll probably have to go down but and just, just t- tell them. Yeah, yeah. It's like this. This place was built in like the fifties, so like this place is already kind of very old and kind of falling apart. We know all about that, don't we, Paul? Yes. We call this yeah. the slanty shanty. Sure. <laughs> if, you, if you drop something on the floor, it'll roll all the way to the other side of the house. 
Yeah, it's funny. I have this um I have this like digital this really nice digital scale that I used to weigh myself and because the floor is is kind of slanted like it doesn't exactly give me the right reading. Oh, yeah. Like it 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 says I weigh le- 10 pounds less than I actually do. Nice. Um <laughs> and uh, and so I eventually I eventually when I was helping my sister move, uh she was like she was like, I don't really want this scale. She had like a regular one, yeah, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's like, I don't really want this scale. I was like, I'll take it. And so I took that, and you know, I've been using that more because that like gives me a more accurate weight of what I weigh. And I was like, okay, I know what my goals are now. Like, <laughs> so Carol, what uh, what uh, first episodes of HBO series have you gotten up to these days? Um, our next ones are. Um, oh, I should say Hooplecast. It, Hooplecast, I yeah. Say it out loud, yeah. Hooplecast. <laughs> um, our next one, we need to watch um, Angels in America, which I've actually already seen. We're, I think we're only going to watch the first half because mm-hmm. it is like six hours long. Um, and I just, it went right out of my head which one we're doing with it. So we've already seen um, Sopranos and we've already seen. Uh, Carnival, and we've already seen, um, oh, uh, some other good ones. So we're we're working our way through, and uh, it's been really fun. Great, it's been really fun. Yeah, because I haven't seen that much HBO. So, um, but the way I did see the Eclipse, since we were talking about the Eclipse, mm-hmm. oh, and yes. uh, my son had really, really, really wanted to go see it, and had asked me about it like months ago. So. What we ended up doing um, was watching the weather reports and not – I didn't make like hotel reservations or anything because I wasn't sure where the weather would be to get out from underneath the clouds. And we drove down to Tennessee and I had – because South Carolina was supposed to be socked in. And we found a place and we were going to stay there and it was clear as a bell and then – just about the time the eclipse started, the clouds started rolling in. Oh. And we could not get internet service anywhere. So we ran to the library, the local library, and they let us use the internet. And we found which direction the clouds were moving. And we got in the car and we started racing um, across to, um, like, away from the clouds in the direction of the, as long as we stayed in totality. Right. And we got to a, uh, a clear spot and a bunch of people in a place called Sparta, Tennessee, just in the middle of the zone. Uh, they were all sitting around at their uh, local high school, like front lawn there. Hmm. And we just pulled in and sat down and had a marvelous time. And uh, watched the totality, which was, I was totally blown away, and I'm still blown away by, and my son was too. It was just absolutely amazing. It's the pictures do not do it justice at all, or the feeling of it, or what the sky was like. Um, it was just, it was amazing. Well, so Darcy and I are definitely considering Texas in 2024. So yep, yep, for sure. <laughs> There's closer places to you guys. Well, yeah, I was just looking at the we, map. Yeah, we, we have more friends in Texas, though. Yeah, ah, there you go. Friends that are down in Texas that are worth meeting. There you go. Up with. Uh, yeah, 
I, it made me understand why people chase eclipses. Sure. Because the totality thing, um, besides the fact that it was really interesting because, yes, it gets dark, but all the way around the horizon, it was like um, sundown. The colors and everything, mm-hmm. like like at sunset, were all the way around the horizon with the sky black and then the the black moon against this blinding white corona Mm. uh, it was it was like the world was vibrating it was just amazing so wow i would i would recommend it all right yeah well should we uh should we talk about uh hey john what's what what is our first episode to talk about tonight first up for this cluster is season six episode 20 the man who would be king Castiel tells Bobby and the Winchesters about Heaven's War and how he became enemies with Raphael. Yes, and and and, is, and, and meanwhile is also uh, the entire time doing a, a you know sort of a framing device of a prayer prayer to God as well. Did, did you say that that Cass is telling the Winchesters and Bobby? Yeah, that's I got that from Netflix. That is kind of uh, bullshit. Yeah, yeah, that's not what it is. He didn't actually tell them anything. They found out. He's telling us. He's telling God. That's just because I was pressed for time, so I was like, all right, I'll just write that down. But yeah, that is not what happened. Netflix. Yeah, Netflix. What are you doing? Slackers. He's telling himself, or he's telling the audience, or he's telling... All of all of those things, yeah. And it's basically a soliloquy. Oh, totally. And that is actually um, that segues nicely into that is my best part of the episode is just Ben Edlin's directing in this is mm-hmm. fan friggin' tastic. The way he he structures it out, and like there's that uh, when when Castiel starts and he talks about you know being on that shoreline with the uh, with the you know with the fish. Uh, uh, jumping up on the land, um, they do this really nice uh, effect in this transition um, with him with him in the frame, and then uh, going over to his right, and everything on his right side is the is the ocean. Like it was done really nicely. Um, so yeah, just like because Ben Edlin, he wrote and directed this episode, right. uh, which you know his writing, you know he's always been a good writer. Uh, but it's it's very rare that I get to see him direct. He also because uh, he directed the um, the Smile Time episode of Angel with the puppet. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, like the the direction in this um, really stood out to me, and it's my favorite aspect of this episode. I love the ambiguity of the uh, uh, when Cass is talking about you know the the little gray fish pulling itself out of the ocean and an older brother. I love how it doesn't say which older brother told him, oh. you know, not to step on that fish. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like Lucifer like, like, or Michael or Gabriel. Like it's up to you. I love the idea that like, like he was going to until someone said, told him not to <laughs> <laughs> don't step on that fish. Oh man. <laughs> you to ruin my fun. Yeah, I like that they were giving us some uh, some backstory on what happened to start the season out. Personally, I, I I enjoyed that it that they were giving that a shot. Don't make a face. I found that contrived, but go ahead. No, I enjoyed that that we were that we were getting it out there. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't 
know what to say. I don't oh, want to be like well, bash, bash, bash. Well, what's, what's, what's your high point? You're just like, I can't believe I married okay, you. Okay, <laughs> my high point, you're going to be like, that's it? Um, it was actually a cinematographer's use of the filter changes between um, heaven and earth. I like okay. that. But that's it. That's all I got. The, so the brilliant, the brilliant uh, mm-hmm. perspective of, yeah. uh, of a heavenly, a heavenly earth yeah, setting. Yeah, I thought versus that was a, a nice, versus nice versus device, but that's all. So my favorite thing was definitely the, um, is it the what's it called? Is it framing like the way that the story is told? Yeah. I think John was just talking about it, yeah. right? Where it's like you have this device. Device. That's the thing I was trying to think of. Mm-hmm. Um, it reminded me of um, there's a Neil Gaiman short story. I think it was in um, Fragile Things, but I could be wrong. But it was basically like someone sits down and starts telling a story, and then you find out it's an angel. Anyway, and they're telling, like, the story of heaven. So it's kind of like that sort of idea. I really liked it. And much different than Darcy. I actually loved this episode. And I think it's because it reminded me of that short story. Yeah. You know that had to be what they were drawing from specifically because uh, I've mentioned yeah, it was so before that, like, that, that, that they do uh, – Eric Kripke, when he was creating the show, like, that was – Neil Gaiman was one of the, one of the influences. So, like, so, like you know – uh, like American gods and and uh, you know uh, good good omens and um, uh, dogma and and Constantine and like all those different things like were huge influences for him when he was creating the show. So you know he had to have you know yeah I could feel like it felt very like it was very obvious to me mm-hmm. and I was very grateful for it because I really love um, I really love. Gaiman's work, but I really like his short stories. I think maybe most of all. That's so. I'm like I'm the same way with Stephen King. Like he's written a lot of great novels, but like I really love his short stories. Like they're just they're they're because because they're they're easier to digest, and there's a lot of like really interesting different stuff in them because they have to be different. So. Well, and you know, I mean, I not necessarily to bash on King's novels, but he has to be careful if he's writing a short story. You know, yes. Yeah. Any, any any writer has to be careful writing a short story. You know, you, you can you can kind of let things go a little bit, or you know, go go on and on in a in a novel. In a novel, yeah. And he he, do, he does have that problem. So yeah, <laughs> you're not wrong. Okay, so I think the story that I was thinking of was Murder Mysteries, and it's in Smoke and Mirrors. I'm pretty sure that's it. Cool. Yeah, I I just really enjoyed it, and I thought um, it was. Really well done. I liked hearing Cass's story, and I love the vision of hell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Crowley's new. Yes, hell. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, so we, do we hit, hit everybody's high points? No. Carol, did we hear from you? No. Um, I have to agree that for me, the high point is the structure and um, the fact that with Cass, you really get an idea of where his head is and his the fact that he's doubting himself on such a basic level and he's going through this this crisis um, because you don't really get a chance to get into Cass's head all that much I mean he's he's always been sort of a little bit of a mystery um, in that he's trying to figure things out and he's not really human and stuff and that 
can make things a little confusing. Um, and so I got to, I like the fact that you really got a feeling for what has been going on all this time because it does mm-hmm. explain like the whole season. Um, and it gives you an in-depth explanation of it rather than just some kind of glib, um, uh, well, you know, Cass was trying to do whatever. Um, I, that's the high point for me is really getting into Cass's head. So it, I, I'm curious about, and this is this 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 is not connected to high points, low points, or, or even specifically this episode. But I'm curious where the transition happened. When when we met Castiel, he was like a truth teller to a fault, like you know, saying the truth about things that you know. If you wanted to find out the truth about something, ask Castiel a direct question, and he wouldn't be able to lie to you about it. And is it is it uh, just a a function of the fact that he's at war, or a function of his goals? That is is that has turned him so uh, resolutely toward being able to lie. Well, I think because we've seen, you know, we've seen positives come out of his dealings with and relationship with uh, the Winchesters, where he's taken on a few more human qualities, and you know, and that and that is a little bit of what what you know these two episodes are about, which are um, you know Castiel. Uh, uh, you know, t- explaining to the Winchesters about like why he's doing this and and about how like they sort of taught him about freedom, and this is kind of a little bit of the negative side of that, where like Winchesters kind of taught Castiel how to lie, and it's kind of mm-hmm. coming back to bite him in the ass. So, yeah, like their relationship with him has formed him into this being he is now. Yeah, I can see that. He he made a, a conscious choice to you know to fall and to um, start making his own decisions. He he sort of you know abandoned heaven or you know he left, left heaven. Um, yeah, he left he left who was who was running heaven at the time anyway. I mean obviously right. You know. And he turned to the Winchesters as like his next moral compass because he had no uh, no experience at all with making his own choices. And so, you know, sometimes they lie when they feel it's necessary. Um, but I, I'm with Carol. I think that the, you know, the high point, the the whole point of the episode is uh, to get inside Cass's head and figure out where he's been all season and what he's been thinking and, you know, why he's been absent. He's been gone all season. And the only times he's shown up have been, uh, when Sam and Dean sort of very, with a lot of entitlement, like summon him to, to come and fix their, you know, help him out, fix their problems for him. <laughs> They've been taking him for granted and really completely not aware that he's out there, you know, struggling, like really fighting a terrifying war while trying to learn how to guide his own ship at the same time. So he's making all kinds of mistakes. That's true. Also, Dean Dean does mention, you know, I don't know if this is the first time that he's called Cass a child, but he's right um, in that even though Cass has lived for a really long time, he's a child in the sense of really understanding the idea of self-determination, of freedom, of, of living a life. And, you know, when you talk about lying and stuff... It makes me think of um, 
I have known very, very honest children who become disenchanted with what happens when they tell the truth and have gone the other direction, feeling like, well, it doesn't matter if I tell the truth because, you know, bad things happen. So I'll just say whatever I want to say. Um, I get the feeling with Cass that, you know, he's experimenting with self-determination and that's causing him to, you know, do things that we, that he might not have done at all in earlier times. Sure. Uh, so anybody uh, want to kick off the, the low points? Uh, yeah, I know I sound like a broken record, but it, it's, it's still my biggest problem with you know these batch of episodes that we've been doing lately is that it's just this all should have happened sooner this is this is that it literally at the end of the season basically and and it drives me nuts yeah i'm with you john like this is to me like the most interesting thing kind of that's happened so far this season like i feel like i just wasted time with like the mother and like all that other stuff. Like I'm like, Oh yeah. Oh, we should have been exploring this. Why are we on episode <laughs> 20 and like just now getting to this? Right. Yeah, absolutely. I, I personally, and, and it, it's, it's kind of a, it, it's, I think probably thrown away in this. It's, it's a quick throwaway in this episode, but I, I, I can appreciate it kind of from a, I can see what you did there, but I didn't like Ellsworth. I thought it was a cheap gag. <laughs> and he bugged me. Just yeah. the, the, the was it that just the exact paralleling? I think yeah. Can did you catch? Did you catch the um, Deadwood reference? Yeah, well, I, I, I didn't at the time, no, because I haven't seen Deadwood. But yeah, I mean, just the the way they they said it was. Um, but I agree with you. I didn't care for how exact they made him to Bobby. Yeah, it was annoying. Yeah, there was a lot about this that annoyed me. So, So Darcy, what else was annoying to you? What did you not like? Yeah, there, there was that. um, And I know that you all kind of liked uh, how they diagrammed it out, but for me, it was it was hard, and it's possible because you know I wasn't in a situation where I could just like watch. There was a lot going on while I was watching, so I was like, wait a minute, now I got to go back and try to get caught up. And I was I was losing bits and pieces, and I was like, oh, for God's sake, I give up. The, so, non, the nonlinear wasn't able to work. It, for it you was it you just to... it was just as probably. I'll, I'll I'll be honest. There was like complete dog explosion in here at the time, and there just there was no seating, and they've been kenneled up all day. It was horrible. So that, that's understandable, and I I think that's actually one of the reasons why. Uh, the movie going experience is so important, but so many people take it for granted because mm-hmm. they just don't. It's like, it's like, no, like you can totally bring whatever craps going on with you into the theater. And that can affect your experience and, and, and whether or not you, you liked something. Cause I mean, that's happened to me before where like, I'll watch something and I'll not be in the right, right mood or mind frame or whatever. And I'll be like, yeah, I didn't really care for it. And then years later, under different circumstances, I'll revisit it and go, like, actually, that wasn't half bad. Or I'll, I'll, or I'll realize, like, oh, actually, I really liked this. So it might have just been, like, just really bad timing It, it for totally you. could have been that, too. So, you know, it just, it, it, again, it was like, 
up. I kept trying to go back and, and catch bits that I had missed. And then I think it made it worse because it was kind of. It was you already know, nonlinear and you're making it, it more nonlinear. It made the episode, I'm sure, it made the episode, I'm sure, longer. And it, so that, well, yeah. yeah, it was just, it was hard to get through. And so, you know, it was just, if these dogs hadn't been kenneled up all day, it wouldn't have been so bad, I'm sure. Right. Who hasn't given us their low point? I'm going to just agree with the um, low point of the guy being the same as Bobby. I'll go with that. Because that that does annoy me every time I see it. Yeah, it's it's a little too easy. Like like that's like that's the expected sort of cheap thing to do. Mm-hmm. Or as opposed as opposed to it's like have fun with it. Like make him the exact opposite of Bobby if you can. You know, that'd be yeah. more interesting. Like have him well, in a big condo in New York and like really clean. And- well, I mean the, the 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 one positive I could say is you know they 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 did it knowing that in in two point five, uh, in like two point five seconds, you're gonna you're gonna yeah, blaze the life out of him. Well, yeah. So I was like, you know, we, we we don't have to live with this character for 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 four episodes and then <laughs> right and then kill him off. Well, right. I suppose. I mean, I think it was just supposed to be amusing. You know, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's it's a Ben Edlin. Uh, yeah, it was just thing. supposed to be amusing. But was yeah. it amusing? I didn't really think so, but okay. you know, if you don't try things. You're not going to succeed in them, so. That's right. <laughs> right. It's probably rough. Look it's probably roughly Dado, on the. Right? It's probably roughly on the level of uh, of David Fury with a puppet hand up his butt. <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it was it was it was in his back. Let's. Well, okay. Wasn't up his butt. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> Actually, that was a little <laughs> worse, but you know. Okay. Okay. Next. Hmm. Uh, more more low points. Are there more? I think everybody got one, didn't we? Have we all hit it? Yeah, I, I couldn't come up with one, so can I cheat and, and point out something else I liked about the episode? Yes. Sure. Okay, cool. Um, I forgot to mention that uh, I really enjoyed the way like Crowley was a better devil in this episode than Lucifer ever was, oh, as far as absolutely. insidious appealing to your pride to bring about your, you know corruption like that was just brilliant and i really liked that i agree, I agree. I crowley as the devil did such a good job yeah i i thought crowley did a great job in this i thought they did a really good job um using crowley in this to to corrupt uh, to both corrupt um Cass and also to bring up things about the boys that aren't necessarily pointed out um, a lot of damage and uh, to demons. You, I, think dropped, I think you dropped out for most of what you were just saying for us. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, the fact that the boys have uh, really done a lot of damage to a lot of demons. Sure. Okay. And uh, we kind of take that for granted, but they are underestimated a lot. Yeah, agreed. This episode really did not feel like an episode of Supernatural. Like it felt like something else entirely, and I really liked it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, we can open it up for quotes, and Carol gets dibs as a uh, guest. 
Oh, okay. Um, all right. I've got a long one that um, is just what we were talking about before. Uh, it's a Crowley reference. I'm not going to try and do an accent or anything. Um, don't worry about what? Like Lucifer didn't worry or Michael or Lilith or Alistair or Azazel didn't worry? Am I the only game piece on the board who doesn't underestimate these denim-wrapped nightmares? (laughs) (laughs) Crowley's smart. (laughs) I got one. Of course, there is no one heaven. Each soul generates its own paradise. I favor the eternal Tuesday afternoon of an autistic man who drowned in a bathtub in 1953. Yeah, I like that. I really like that scene. Yeah. Yeah. That snowy garden was beautiful. Mm -hmm. I'll go with uh, freedom is a length of rope. God wants you to hang yourself with it. Yeah, I had that one written down. That's a good one. What about the rest of it? I didn't write down the rest of it. Talking about about freedom (laughs) to angels is much like teaching poetry to fish. Mm. (laughs) Yes, I didn't write that down. Paul, do you got one? I, mean, I, I, I don't know. They're, they're just kind of amusing in in a light way. Like I enjoyed Dean saying that he's the Belki Bartakamus of heaven. He can make a mistake. <laughs> yeah, I've got that one down too. Yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. And I know you don't have any dice. I have no, I have no quotes. <laughs> I think that's everybody. All right. I've got news yep. for you, kitten. A Smurf is a Smurf is a Smurf. A Smurf. <laughs> See what you did there. Mm-hmm. I've got a couple um, about goes to Cass's uh, state of mind. I had no choice. I did it to protect the boys or myself. I'm not sure anymore. Oh. And he also says they taught me to stand up, what to stand up for, and generally what happens when you do. That's a good one. Yeah. So we got to pick a winner uh, in the binary system of the game. It's uh, Sam and Dean. They were very incidental to this story. They were incidental. Yeah, weren't yeah I, they? Kind of, I guess yeah. we have to go with neither. Because I, yeah, I mean, I, my, I, 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 I said, you know, in terms of who won, who lost, I said Castiel kind of lost. So it's a neither as far as the binary goes. Right. I felt like Dean lost. Because he was so disenchanted, you know, he he found out how long he'd been being, you know, lied to and betrayed by his by someone who he considers a dear dear friend. Yeah, he was the one most affected by Castillo's deception. Um, but I mean, so I mean, so yeah, he lo- that means he lost, but that doesn't but that doesn't necessarily then mean that by default. Sam wins either, so, yeah. I, so I guess I, can't so I guess really for me, he, yeah. I guess for me it would be neither, yeah. Yeah, I can't say that Sam won. Yeah, I mean, just Sam, that Dean lost. Yeah, I mean, yeah, D- Dean's more disillusioned because Sam Sam's been deceived by uh, apparent allies plenty. <laughs> mhm. So maybe Sam wins for not falling for it this time and calling him out, calling Cass out when Dean was, you know blindly loyal to his friend, which kind of makes me think that Dean should win for loyalty, but uh, that's a tough one. I think everybody loses. I'll stick with my yeah. official neither. 
Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'll go with neither. All right. Well, nobody wins this one, so it's a tie. No winning. Uh, we can open up to rate. All right. Uh, I like well, while, while I really like the the prayer framing mechanism and some of the looks of the episode. Really, what I felt like, I felt like there was there's this intrigue that could happen with uh, with Castiel's story, and I really didn't feel intrigued in the end by by what the actual truth was. So it ended up feeling like it all boring out a little bit for me. I mean, I, I I enjoyed the look and I enjoyed the framing, but the actual content of how Castiel got into this position wasn't as interesting to me as I thought it could be. I don't know what I was expecting. Well, then maybe I I because I thought I missed something. I really felt right. that way, so no. maybe I didn't. I yeah, I don't. I, I just yeah, I felt like it was. I felt like it was a little bit too. I mean, I, I understood. I understood. I saw the path go that they were going down, but I felt like it was a little bit too simple of a direction. Um, so I'm going to give it a six out of ten. Uh, six out of ten of, of of me and Mrs. Jones. <laughs> Which is what you know we- that 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 might have something to do with the fact that that that, that this all just came so late. Yeah. You know, we just yeah. got a couple episodes left in the season. I, I think that probably affected that a lot. Like they might have been, they might have been able to make things, you know, meatier if they had just spent more time with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, as it is, we we got what we got, and and for me, like I just really loved this episode. I loved the framing of it. I loved the direction. I the really good writing in this episode. Misha Collins, just any time the show goes out of its way to like spend a decent amount of time with Castiel and we really get to follow him and see things from his perspective. Misha Collins just kills it every time. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to give this episode uh, 10 out of 10 eternal Tuesday afternoons. Thanks. Nice. All right. I'm going to go next because I don't want anybody to take my reading system. <laughs> um, and I worry about that. So I, I really enjoyed this episode. Um, like I said, I didn't really feel like an episode of Supernatural, even though we had the same players. Um, and I think that was because of the framing device. And I just really liked it. And like I said, it reminded me of a favorite short story. So I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10 Chocolas. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, you know, for me, it was, again, it was was hard to to follow but uh you know again that that could have been very situational and i really felt like i was missing the point but maybe there wasn't much of a point to miss i don't know uh so i'm gonna say uh, i'm gonna go with um six out of ten uh cheap fbi cordless phones (laughs) if that just reminded me of uh of a funny joke in a family guy episode where uh they're doing this whole godfather parody and the guy's sitting at the desk and he says uh, you know so i ask you on this the day of my daughter's wedding why do you want me to kill this count chocula and the camera cuts back to the other side of the desk and it's uh it's cap and crunch sitting there and he goes because that son of a bitch has been spreading lies my cereal does not cut the roof of your mouth with all respect <laughs> I know, I know. That's the, that's the funny thing about it. 
Uh, so I remember great. wanting that so badly as a child. You know, when my mom wouldn't buy that sort of thing. Yeah. And then I like went to somebody's house and had that, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Wow. You were like, "I regret everything." <laughs> it's hurting me. <laughs> That's why I eat peanut butter crunch. Oh goodness. Softer. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I, 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 I was, I was uh, a little bit too grossed out by all of the e eggs. Yeah, that was pretty gross. I just the whole that whole scene. Other than the, the, like I said, the me and Mrs. Jones, I enjoyed. But (laughs) something over. Who would like to go next? I will. Um, I also really, really like this episode. Every it's just, I love the framing. I love the the garden and the. I love the prayer. Um, I love the the idea of you know Castiel, the fallen angel praying for guidance as fervently as any lost mortal. Um, and there's some really great um, character stuff in this episode for all of the principals, even Bobby. Um, I really, it's it's so like small in comparison with everything else that's going on, but I really appreciated the way that when Sam and Bobby thought that they were wrong about Cass, they were like, yeah, we were, we were wrong. We apologize. And, you know, that, that's just general, like, really good character stuff. It takes a big person to say, I was wrong and I'm sorry. So, you know, it's, it's just got little gems of, of great character stuff all throughout it. And uh, it kind of culminates in the confrontation with Castiel. Um, Sam's accusation that Cass might bring him back without a soul on purpose was really horrifying. Um, so I just, I think there's a lot of meat to it. There's a lot of character development and finally, finally some really good, um, season arc progress. So I'm going to give it, uh, 10 out of 10 little fishes with big plans. Carol. Um, I, I also like this episode, um, for a lot of the same reasons. It's, um, got a lot of good character it's it, it is a quiet episode in a lot of ways um, other than Crowley shouting but um, it it gives everybody uh, their moments there's some really good performances um, I had a note down about uh, the opening scene where um, Cass and Dean are talking in the car and Jensen Ackles manages to make it clear that he is lying without making it so clear that Cass would necessarily pick up on it. But there's something just off about, you know, how he's acting towards Cass. And that's pretty much the same throughout the episode. There's some really good performances. Um, let's see, my rating system just got too close to someone else's, so I have to come up with something quick. Uh, um, okay. So I'd give it 8.5 out of 10 um, individual slices of paradise. Very nice. nice. So this episode gets an 8.08 out of 10. So pretty good. Cool. Cool. The, oh, the second highest, no, third highest this uh, season. 
Interesting. Behind what? Let's see. Behind Weekend at Bobby's. The French mistake. French mistake. <laughs> yeah. There we yeah. go. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Did French mistake come in second or first? First, I think. Second. Oh. Second. Really? Weekend wow. Yeah. Weekend awesome. at Bobby's was a okay. nine out of ten. Yeah. And then uh, French mistake was an eight point eight. So. Ooh, so really yeah. close, yeah. Wow. Yeah, very close. Yeah. French Mistake is my favorite. Oh, 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 sorry, sorry. Uh, just saw My Heart Will Go On came in at 8.67. So we got our top three. How did we three. do that? <laughs> what? How did we really? manage that? <laughs> oh, okay. We must have had things we liked about it. We must have been, we must have been in good company at that moment. Right. Well, remember, remember, Yvette really, really liked the uh, the girl who played Fate. Yes. Yeah, I gave it a ten out of ten. I loved it. Yeah, I still yeah. like it. Right. <laughs> it's a good episode. Well, we want to move on to our other episode for the night, John. What 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 would that be? That would be season six, episode twenty-one. Let it bleed. Dean's worst nightmare comes true when a demon kidnaps Ben and Lisa to get to him. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, but starting with the high points, what's the high point of... (laughs) (laughs) I I like seeing Ben kick ass with a shotgun. That was fun. Yeah, he did a good job. Yeah. What a good little boy. Yeah. He he stepped up. That was cool. My... my, my, My high point was watching Bobby really do a lot of a lot of the legwork for his portion of the story, on screen. Mm-hmm. Like like actually doing legwork on screen instead of just coming back and saying, "Well, here's all the things I found in a book for you guys." Mm-hmm. And uh, my my first uh, just just because I get to cheat and maybe say two things. Uh, my I, my first impression before I thought of that was that uh, that Balthazar is still pretty charming, but. He's still charming to me, but uh, mm-hmm. but 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 Bobby doing the legwork was my main my main okay. high point. I I liked that there were um, a few different things happening in the story. I don't know. I uh, the if it had all been Ben and Lisa, um, I think that would have been a problem. But mm-hmm. uh, the fact that we also had Lovecraft going on. Which wouldn't necessarily hold a whole story either. Um, I like the fact that it went back and forth. And I did like the fact that Ben Ben stepping up and and uh, just the whole the whole end there. Um, yeah. The the end was my favorite too. It was yeah. it was just you know, he got to say goodbye, and the fact that you know he was uh, he was so caring to to take away that pain, because as you go through life and you keep getting crap thrown on you, you know, you you still carry that baggage around with you. Man, if I could just unload some of this crap, that'd be awesome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ignorance is bliss. Mm-hmm. There are times. Yep. So I didn't know now what I didn't know then. Mm-hmm. I um, was excited to see H.P. Lovecraft, but that delves very quickly into my low point. I didn't yeah. feel like it <laughs> yeah. did a very good, whatever. Yeah. But I was excited to see him. 
that was my high point of the whole episode. All right. Did we did we just rapidly proceed through everybody's high points? I think yeah, we I'm did. still thinking. Okay. <laughs> still trying to figure it out. Yeah, I, I like um, Bobby's uh, Bobby's um, dapper red elbow patches on his jacket. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But I really, I think my real high point and low point are the same. It's you know, it's the the end where you know that Cass wipes Lisa and Ben's memories. It's really awful, but really effective from a you know dramatic standpoint, I guess. So it makes it made me cry again. So yeah, that's my that's my worst part. Not because it's bad, but because it's just really sad. Yeah, it just it just it just bums me out that that had to happen and. And, you know, and also it's like, how does that even work? Like they've had so many experiences with um, Dean over the years. So, like, how does it work that like, did, like, did they just did those memories just get replaced with something else that like core? Because then, you know, you would sit there and go like, how did we get here? Why are we living here? You know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's interesting. I, it's it's. Almost like they had to rewrite the whole world around them. Yeah. So I don't know. That's like. So I don't know how that. You know, they didn't go into exactly how that works. How they fill in those giant holes in their in their lives and in their memories. But it was still really really sad. And I was just. I felt so bad for for all of them. You know, Dean and Lisa and Ben. Uh, so yeah. That's, that's, that's kind of that's my low point just by default of the fact that like it made me really sad. <laughs> Yeah, my, it's it's it is it's my low point as well, and it's also just just partially just because it feels like it felt a little bit more like okay, we're putting a button on this, and, there, and now it's done. More than yeah, more than more than it didn't feel it didn't feel as natural as it as as uh, it felt. Okay, now now that's done. A couple more characters. At least they didn't have to kill them off. But uh, you know, a couple more characters we don't have to go back to now. Yeah. Because again, if, because if they're if not they, going to remember it, him, and uh, and Dean's threatened Sam not to ever mention him again, so it's kind of feel that that especially that last that last note on it was kind of like, oh, okay, now we don't ever have to talk about them again. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe again, maybe it's because of of where this happens at, yeah. at the end of the season, you know, and if and if maybe if Ben and Lisa had been more present throughout the season itself, it, it maybe it wouldn't be so bad, but you know. What can you do? Well, the thing is that one of the things that the... I mean, you sort of hit on it with the whole idea of we don't have to talk about these characters again. Um, I mean, they they build up so many past characters that there's... I mean, sometimes people are like, well, why didn't they bring this character back? Or why haven't they brought that character back from five, six seasons ago? Um there's that, so yeah, they don't have to bring this person back. But also, there's that the the writers and everybody never want to have too many people that these guys can fall back on. Yeah. They need them to kind of be lone wolves, sort of deal. Like right it's now, like, they've got Bobby, but that's about it. It's like having a cell phone in a horror movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's only so many characters that they want them to feel comfortable with. You know, well, because just, the whole the whole the whole sort of theme underlying theme of the show is family, and right. they usually want to want to either put them back into or keep them in a state of like all they have is each other to rely on. Right. Exactly. I think, I, I think you're right. 
they've got to get they've they've got to clean house every so often. So Lisa and Ben gone. <laughs> hey, yeah, I, 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 I almost hope that it, that they'd you know be back one more time for something, but because uh, I mean, like uh, we we were talking we were talking before the podcast, right, about uh, season four of Angel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. which sort of had right. a similar similar structure to the end of it. Uh, ends the ends the same way where they erased Connor's memory. Mm-hmm. So so unless they do like a like a you know like that a season five uh, of Angel where they just cram his memories all back in. Yeah. Well, I mean, and, and he's Connor. And and, and the, I mean that that was a bigger thing too because that was a that was one of those uh, universe shifts where the where the entire universe around him was changed as well, and not just his memories. Mm-hmm. Right. No, is he yeah. half vamp or something? Then? I can't remember how that what? worked. What? Oh, you don't no. remember? I can't yeah. remember how that worked. Right. So was he half vampire? No. I, no. 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 He was just born from two vampires. That's all. Yeah, but not half vampire. <laughs> not even whole vampire. They, not I, any vampire. No vampire. But no. Did he actually have any power of any kind, or was he just like a badass because he grew up in a hell dimension? He was a badass because he grew up in a hell dimension. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's part part of the reason why Connor was always kind of a not a great character. There yeah. Wasn't, wasn't a, there was never a whole lot there. He was more a victim of circumstance, and that was supposed to be enough. And it right. Wasn't. And he he was very much a victim of circumstance, kind of like Dawn was a victim of circumstance, and mm-hmm. that didn't go well either. So. No. But back to supernatural. <laughs> <laughs> I, might, I, might, I, might, I might even you know put something if if anybody is following along on Redemption Cast, I could probably put something at the head of this. Just in spoiler case. alert, yeah. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's one of those things that when they talk about you know oh they kill off characters and so forth, it's, it's they they can't have a whole huge community supporting them or else you know everything kind of goes out the window. Right. Yeah, Al, Allie had uh, back back in the first version of the podcast had a had a list that she had just started. It was the uh, the supernatural savvy survivors list. Mm-hmm. <laughs> who, who, yeah. who, lived, who lived through an episode or, or multiple episodes and knew what was going on? That was the Uh-oh. cat. Right. That was the cat. That was the cat. I just oh. about made me jump out of my seat here. It's okay, Missy. And, and I mean, people do survive, and you know, and all, and you know. We don't often hear back from them, but occasionally. Yeah. Oh, uh, have we? So, what? What have we hit? Have we hit everybody's highs and lows, or are we still working through some lows? I haven't come up with a low. Um, let's see, I have my low, okay. and it's real quick. What's your low? This was real boring. <laughs> okay, <laughs> like this episode I'm was still yours. <laughs> super boring. <laughs> Yeah, I kept losing interest. Like I would like I'm like watching and watching and I'm just like, What? What? Something else is happening across the room? Is that a fly? What's happening over there? That's awful. Well when I was supposed to I was because I I got around to last night and I had already done a full day of uh, Saint Paul, downtown Saint Paul with the children. And even then, I was I mean, it, it, it wasn't so much distracted while I was watching these, but I did put them off. I watch I watched the first one and then I was like, oh, because I was watching on Netflix at my parents' house. I was like, 
oh, oh how about this other Kripke series? I'll watch, I'll watch the first episode of Revolution, and then, oh, wait, now it's one in the morning? Okay, now it's time to watch Let It Bleed. Yeah, it's going to be fun! <laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't feel like I was as bad off as it, it could have been at that point, but I was definitely tired, at least. I was still up, too. Um. Okay. My low point. Or do we have we hit everybody now? I know my. I, I I'm just my gonna. I there. stole Yvette's. Yeah, you did. Boring. Am I? Yeah. Am I still like here? Or? Has been missed. I can Carol has a low point. Hey, Carol, go ahead. Hi. Am <laughs> I? Am I on mute or anything? No, I'm no. not on mute. I can hear you. Yeah. Connection. Nobody's been here for a while. Has the dog unplugged me? <laughs> Wait. I don't <laughs> think Paul, Paul can hear. He couldn't. He's good now. Now I can hear. Oh, okay. okay. The dog All right. keeps I, jumping on the cables. and yeah. I thought I was on mute. I was like... <laughs> <laughs> no, technically Paul was the only one who was... <laughs> Paul, Paul muted all of us. He's like I, singing to his walk. Missy muted all of you for me. <laughs> Missy. Um, yeah, because I was, I was kind of going to do some research on H.P. Lovecraft because um, uh, I was like... I think my low point is that it didn't really follow, you know, it didn't really work so much with the history of H.P. Lovecraft. But he did die on March, uh, what, 15th, 1937. 1937. Yeah. So, I mean, okay, there's a little bit of that. Um, That's cute. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I had thought that it didn't quite fit with... Uh, with actual Lovecraft, but maybe it fit better than I thought. I did want to mention um, the in the uh, in the scene where Bobby goes to talk to the to the you know to the Lovecraft uh, historian, mm-hmm. you know that guy. Um, in the background, on his wall, in the room they're talking in, there's a poster for a movie called Altitude. Um, that's a sort of a Lovecraftian kind of thing. It takes place all on a on a on a plane where there's like this tentacled monster in the sky that's like ripping through the plane and and killing people yeah, i could see that uh yeah it's actually kind of cool um and i think it was i think it's a canadian production and and it might have even been uh produced by a lot of the same people who made uh supernatural so that's probably why it's there mm. but, uh, it's it's kind of a cool movie so if okay. anybody's if anybody's ever curious, if like if you see it on Netflix or something one day, like eh, check it out. Okay. Cool. Um, yeah, we can quote, I guess. What do you got, Carol? Um, let's see. Which one shall I go for? Um, do I look like a manservant? Then stop bringing for me. Hi. <laughs> 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 Hi, glad to meet you. Bobby Singer, Paranoid Bastard. <laughs> that was good, that was good. And I just had just slightly after they rang for him, which was, I was drinking 75 Dom out of a Sopranos navel when you called. That was important. But the best part about it is right after he says that, Dean's looking at him like, oh, yeah, you got a point there. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. <laughs> uh, Lovecraft tried to jimmy a damn dimensional door, idiot. Your chocolate's been in my peanut butter for far too long. <laughs> I love chocolate and peanut butter. Mm-hmm. Two great tastes that taste great together. Right. I bet you're catnip with the ladies. I'm in a long-term online relationship. 
Yeah, so I have a quote, but it's um, not a supernatural quote, but it is a Lovecraft quote. <laughs> cool. Close I get my favorite we Lovecraft. Okay. So this feels very um, topical as we are, at least three of us, like nearish to a hurricane right now. The ocean ate the last of the land and poured into the smoking gulf, thereby giving up all it had ever conquered. From the new flooded lands it flowed again, uncovering death and decay, and its ancient and immemorial bed it trickled loathsomely, uncovering nighted secrets of the years when time was young and gods unborn. Above the waves rose weedy, remembered spires. The moon laid pale lilies of light on dead London, and Paris stood up from its damp grave to be sanctified with stardust. Then rose spires and monoliths that were weedy but not remembered. Terrible spires and monoliths of lands that men never knew were lands. My favorite Lovecraft quote. I'm sorry. Nice. Missy nice. Was, was yeah, I'm sorry, Missy was interrupting you a little along. bit. Darcy wanted me to mute it, but it would have still it would have still completely covered you up if I'm I had sorry. muted it because it goes on the recording no matter what. Mm. So damn. damn dog. Although it sounded kind of appropriate for what she it was saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the was, old ones were coming. I was a having a hard yeah, I was having a hard time not laughing at the that's the idea that she was getting sound effects for her. I know, I like that. <laughs> until she the really, call of Cthulhu. Un- until Mil- Missy really started barking, it was pretty. I was like, Ooh, rrr, rrr, rrr. <laughs> here it comes, here it comes, here it comes. It's going to be a long night, college kids. Oh, the college, yeah, the freshmen are back in town. Yeah. Just the freshmen, uh-huh. though. Just the freshmen. Well, I mean, by the end of the weekend, it'll be everybody. Well, so that's it could probably be why now. this is. They're, they're, like, not in class yet, so this they get really raucous this week yep here's another Bobby Singer quote that kind of goes along with that um, Lovecraft quote it's never friendly I mean (laughs) I imagine (laughs) (laughs) I like that Dean had absolutely no idea who Lovecraft was you know it's a funny thing (laughs) I read um, somebody on in some magazine or something, an online magazine, I don't know what it was, I don't remember, got all bent out of shape saying that Supernatural was was uh, being anti-nerd because of that quote of Dean's. Yeah, I, I was busy having sex with women or something like basically. Right, exactly. But, I mean, he, even someone who didn't know anything about Supernatural, um, which my friend that I was annoyed when I read that, and I... I showed him that little clip of, from the thing, and he was like, oh, well, that guy's just making excuses and being a jerk because he doesn't, you know, he's covering up the fact that he doesn't know anything. And I was like, exactly! Yeah. <laughs> it's not yeah, about... No, people sometimes, <laughs> they, 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 take, they get a little oversensitive to take things a little personally. It's like, it's like, Dean calls Sam a nerd all the damn time. Right. You know, I mean, it's like... He's, he's it's, commenting yeah. on Bobby and Sam. You know, being right. nerds, whereas he's, you know, he's living such a great life, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, being ignorant. But, uh, you know, he's, Dean is is sensitive about his own ignorance. Well, I've got to say, I'm yeah. But, like, last season, didn't he, wasn't he, like, he was really familiar with someone, like, some author, and he was like, what, I read. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Oh was, yeah, um, that was um, Vonnegut. Vonnegut. Yeah. Vonnegut. Okay. Of course, it was Vonnegut. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. Was... He... yeah. 
I've got to. I've got to say. I mean, I, I understand all the points of reference and the uh, and the you know all of the the Lovecraft uh, terminology and and create a universe. But I don't. I've never actually read any ever. My son loves Lovecraft. He just yeah adores him. Lovecraft is freaking great. Yeah. Yeah, uh, he's an excellent writer. Like probably a loathsome individual, but an, ex- mm-hmm. yeah. an excellent writer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Uh, again, it's all it's all about, you know, you, you, you have to learn to separate the art from the artist. Otherwise, you're yeah. going to have to throw away all the art that you like. Yeah, I yeah. agree. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, we, uh, two years ago or whenever it was, we when we were up in Rhode Island, we ended up uh, doing like a little Lovecraft tour of, uh, of the area for my son. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, it was fun. It was. Just a little driving tour around to see different places and, and stuff. Yeah. So, uh, does, does anybody win this episode of the uh, of the boys? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Who? Where's Dean? Dean wins? Yeah. For? With the tears in his misty eyes. Oh, I don't know. You got a uh, Dean on Darcy then? Yeah. Uh, I cannot say that Dean won. I mean, he he cut ties and everything, but it, you know, it really cost him. He's 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 in a lot of pain at that point. Yeah, oh, I can only I can only say that. Like, sorry, a mouse I, just came down out of my ceiling. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh my god! I literally peed my pants. I was just like, oh, jeez. Okay, now I know where that mouse is coming from. Okay, sorry, go on. Oh, I was, um, <laughs> I, I was going to say that, like, I, I, like, I can only sort of say Dean won in the sense that, like, Ben and Lisa are still alive. Yeah, like they're like they're yeah. not dead, and that's mm-hmm. and that's when it when we're talking about supernatural and these characters, like that's yeah. pretty that's a pretty big deal. And he so did save I, them in a lot of ways. Yeah, so I guess Dean won, I guess. Yeah. Although, is there I'm, anything, I mean, they, they're, sure, their, their memories have been wiped through everything, but that doesn't make him any less of a target. Yeah, yeah that's my problem with it. <laughs> I, I thought of that, too, that, I mean, he still cares about them, therefore they could still be used against him. Or somebody could just kill them just to just to... Mess with him, yeah. Yeah, just to upset yeah. Dean. I don't know. Yeah, but he's he's taken. So he, they're still a target, but they don't know it, <laughs> or why? <laughs> oh God, they don't know. They don't know to avoid it now. But maybe because yeah. like, weren't the boys protected where they weren't able to be found or something for a while? Sure, they have that. Uh, maybe symbol. they did that to them too. They just didn't talk about it. Can you imagine if they don't know that they've got? Sigils all over their ribs, and they go in to <laughs> going for an X-ray for something. So what the hell is that? <laughs> like, what the hell happened to you, Doctor? Like, I, I don't think know. You have a, I think you have a bigger you... problem than. Uh... <laughs> yeah. There's a fracture yeah. here, but over here is something more interesting. <laughs> yeah, really. Um. Yeah, it's. Oh, that's right. I had a that big long quote of Dean's okay. written down. Go ahead. Um, the end where he says, I mean, it's so obvious that he's not talking about this. He's talking about the overall thing. 
I'm Dean, the guy who hit you. I lost control for a minute, and I just wanted to say I'm sorry, but I'm real happy you two are both okay. I'm glad your life can get back to normal now. So it's like, okay, that's his entire relationship with them. (laughs) (laughs) I lost and I put you in danger, and when, I'm sorry. When, when he asked Castiel for the favor, and then came around the corner and was talking to them before, you know, I, I, it did at least surprise me because I because I, I, I was like, oh, okay, so he took away the the traumatic memory of being possessed and shooting people with shotguns and all of that stuff. And then when he said, "Who are you?" That's when I was like, oh, okay, well, that's different. Yeah, it surprised yeah. me momentarily and impressed me momentarily that it was like, oh, it's more much more than just. Not remembering you're possessed, not remembering you shot people with shotguns and all of that. Carol, did we get did we get your uh, your verdict on who won or lost? I, I think I interrupted you. Sorry. No, I've I'm waffling because I really don't feel like like Dean can be said to win, even though he. Well, I guess you could say Dean won because he protected um, Ben and Lisa from their memories of him and. And what's out there and all of that stuff. So I guess, but I really feel like he lost so much in, you know, yeah, he lost people he cared a lot about, but in his life, not, not as them dying. So he kept them alive, which is winning for him. That's what I said. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, I listened to you. (laughs) <laughs> All right. So As you should. Annie, did you say who you thought won? No, but I think I'm going to go with Sam. Um, because Sam was the one that, you know, when Lisa and Ben had been taken and the boys were desperate to, to find them. And Dean was just really way too upset with Cass to, to call him for help. Sam did. Uh, and, it you know, it was Cass that ended up playing a pivotal role in saving them in the end. Um, sort of. I picked Bobby. Jeez, that was only an hour ago. <laughs> <laughs> I picked Bobby. Bobby's the winner? Yeah, I picked Bobby. That's for a good winning, neither. Which is a good neither, yep, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that means we have two neithers, because I'm also a neither, um, three Deans and a Sam, so Dean wins this one. Yeah, okay. All I right. I respect that. Yeah, sounds good to me. And, and what was up with Sword in the Stone Lady, Demon Lady? I, what, I mean, I understand yeah, we had that, to throw that in there? I Why? understand that that's going into <clears throat> next episode, but still, it yeah, seemed like it was a little bit there. Yeah, it seemed unnecessary. I wouldn't have minded seeing her again at some point, but I think it was too soon in this case. Well, when you said what... What was happening with her? Was that a real question, or oh, was no, that I, a? I understand, I understand that she was she was you know possessed by a demon at, at, way back in the day and was much older than than all. And, and I, all I that, think but. I think he's referring to the fact that like it's because they because sometimes shows do this where like they will they will create a character suddenly just to have them be important a few episodes down the line. Yeah, I think I would mm-hmm. like there to be important so, at some point again, but maybe not necessarily in such a major way so soon. Right. Yeah. But then again, they needed her. Yeah. So, um... Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I just thought... I'd, 
I, I I guess what what my yeah my my main complaint was just that it was I don't know yeah like I said a little soon for me. I mean, they could have had someone brand new. Yeah, exactly. There wasn't really a reason that it had to have been her, other than they did but, set up earlier that she had a previous relationship with Bobby. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of the only thing I like about it. That it's like yeah. it, ha- it it doesn't have anything to do with with uh, with Dean or Sam. Like it's yeah. it's like oh she's yeah. tied to Bobby. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and you know it kind of makes sense if she has been trolling around trying to make sure that the doors of purgatory stayed shut that you know she kind of ran across bobby at some point and and all and that she's been kind of in and out of things for years the reason for having the sword in the first place and uh-huh yeah yeah and probably the reason for having an affair with bobby yeah well i also like the i like do like the idea of like she was the thing that came through the door you know the big evil thing and like oh no it turns out she's actually like no i don't i don't I'm not a monster. Yeah. yeah. Uh, door opened. I fell through. Right. Surprise. Oh, I'm not, okay. I'm not running around killing anybody or anything like that. Like, I like it here. Yeah. Are we ready to rate? Yeah, let's do it. I thought that, uh, I thought that someone in the writer's room, and I know this episode was written by Sarah Gamble, but I think it was more of a group effort that they were like, hey, let's do something with Lovecraft. Uh, it's, I didn't, feel like it was necessarily uh it wasn't what was it wasn't necessary i mean i think you know a bunch of people had a seance in 1937 and someone came over from from purgatory is good enough Mm -hmm. and that you know maybe lovecraft is a as a bigger influencer a bigger uh you know some i mean i understand that it's leading into the finale so i guess that's bigger but uh i don't know i felt like it was it felt like it was more of a quick thing uh i didn't like the uh the i didn't like like i said the was well, it was my low point where it was just the uh, the we're writing them off, so that's it. Uh, you know, we didn't kill them, but they're done. Uh, so that that too. So uh, I'm giving it a it's a it's, yeah. I, I said it would have been a five except for that that uh, mind wipe thing. So I'm giving it a four out of ten redshirt boyfriends. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I like this episode, but it 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 really is a step down from. Uh, from the previous episode, um, and I like it's like oh hey cool Lovecraft, but then they don't do a whole lot with it. Um, and again, you know we're just like we're 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 nearing the end, and so then like we've got to bring in Ben and Lisa at the last minute just to have them go away forever. So it is a it is a little disappointing and anticlimactic. So I'm going to give it seven out of ten memory wipes. All right, um, I thought it was super boring and <laughs> I didn't care about it, so I'm going to give it a two out of ten. Mountains of Madness. Ooh. Oh, damn. Ooh. Savage. Yeah. You know, it didn't do much for me. Yeah. Really, you know. It didn't, it didn't feel, I, you know, I guess one other thing that I, that I got to say is it didn't feel like it was ramping up to the, the end of a season. No. No, not at all. It, yeah, not at all. It kind of felt blah and in, in the middle. And so... Boy, I I'll I'll be honest. I don't even have anything to rate with. I'm just gonna give it a uh, uh, five out of ten. Meh. 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 <laughs> 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 uh, it's 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 pretty good. It's it's not anything special. It's definitely a step down from the last one. Um, but I've always liked Lisa and Ben, and I think they get a decent send off. I'm really glad that they do get to live. 
And um, I really like, I like that they gave uh, Cindy Sampson, who plays Lisa, a chance to be evil for a few minutes before they sent her off the show. She was really creepy and awful the way she was talking to Ben while she was possessed. So uh, I'll give it a 7 out of 10 fop-quaffed little heroes. <laughs> Carol? Um, I don't hate this episode. I don't love it, but uh, I don't hate it at all. Um, I've been going back and forth on what to rate it. I think I'm going um, pretty much with a 7 out of 10 angelic manservants. Um, I like Balthazar in it a lot. I agree that uh, giving Lisa and Ben a real send-off was actually kind of nice. They could have just faded out forever, but they meant an awful lot to Dean. They they deserve to have something. And, um, and it was the Lovecraft thing. I was kind of excited when they brought it up, and then they really didn't do that much with it. So, um, 7 out of 10. All right, that gives this episode a 5.33, which I think is fair. Yeah. Slightly better than average. Sure. Or, oops. I might have blinked again. Dog. She, she's really affectionate, and it's. we got to get, get off out. of the. I can't get it thing. out of the dogs. Oh, now here okay. she comes to okay, bother me. All right. I'm back. <laughs> oh, well, I never left, but everybody else did. Poor Missy. <laughs> um, hey, Carol, thanks. Oh, no, wait. Hang on. We got feedback. Yay. Oh. Yay. Feedback to read about these episodes. Two people give us feedback. Yes. All right, so I'll read those back. Uh, we've got Simone saying, uh, The man who would be king, I've never been a great fan of Castiel's. I mean, I don't hate him. I just don't really get the love he seems to engender. And this was kind of dull. I'm not sure I care about why Cass does the things he does or doesn't. And when that title dropped, my first thought was, oh, F, he's gunning for the top seat. Whether I was right or wrong, you'll have to wait and see. <laughs> and uh, let it bleed. All I remember is Lisa and Ben and how sad that part of the story was for me and Dean because I adore them. At least they survived, right? That's the only solace. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Thank you, Simone. Thanks, Thanks, Simone. Simone. And Nutty also got back to us on both of these. Uh, man who would be king. The man who would be king. Ellsworth, the demon bo- version of Bobby. I'm sure named for Jim Beaver's character from Deadwood. Okay, now I have to interpret because she has autocorrect that does things and the, <laughs> the sentence says, I Ghibli. <laughs> which is uh, Howl's Moving Castle is playing upstairs with the children right now. But I don't think she said <laughs> I funny. Ghibli. I don't think she said I Ghibli. So let me think here again. Yeah. I Ghibli, this would have been a more interesting... I believe. You, I believe? Ghibli instead believe? Okay. Absolutely. Or are you t- typing into your phone and it's giving you a suggestion to believe for Ghibli or vice versa? No, I just... Oh. I'm just typing in my She's phone. just smart, Paul. Okay. I believe this would have Context been Context more... clues. Dyslexic, it's what I do. Wow. <laughs> I... <laughs> I believe this would have been more interesting to the season if we saw these events as they happened, not in a big episode full of telling, not showing. We all know good uh-huh. storytelling is show, not tell. And then, 
And then Let It Bleed, this episode is meant to just hurt Dean, right? Or did they think fans would still have asked about Ben and Lisa? Not sure he made them safer by asking for their memories to be changed, but removing the memory of that possession was likely helpful for their psyche. Though removing or changing memories of others without consent is really, uh, shirty. (laughs) 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 And it does say shirty. Um, Yeah, well... It is a shirty thing to do. (laughs) And then she says, I think these episodes could be skipped. Anything important to future episodes would be covered in a recap. Recap. Oh, wow. Savage. Thank you, Nutty. (laughs) Thanks, Nutty. Thanks. Thank you for all. Although I I think that's a bunch of bullshit. Yeah, really. (laughs) Uh, Hey, Carol, thanks for joining us again. Oh, my pleasure. You want to Always. Give a, you want to give a pointer on uh, finding Hooplecast? Um, yeah, okay. <laughs> We're available on iTunes and uh, Facebook. We have a Facebook page. And um, we will be doing all of the HBO uh, dramas in order. And hopefully by the time we finish, there will be some new Deadwood um, yeah, that would be great. Yeah, okay, and that's, so. that's H O O P L E cast. Yes, it is. Google cast. Yes, it All is. Right. Very good. They're also on Twitter. Hey, John, what's our next episode, or what, what's our next assignment? Uh, next up is the last episode of the season, which we will be doing a Nubentary for. It is season six, episode 22, The Man Who Knew Too Much. Oh my gosh, y'all, we made it. Yeah. Okay. Well, we still have to cover that episode. We haven't made it yet. Yeah, we have to. <laughs> Seems like we made it. <laughs> Look how far. I can't wait. All right. Uh, yeah, it's the man who knew too much. I, who, who knows too much? Bobby? Cass, yeah. Maybe they're Cass going to kill Bobby? Castiel's not a man. So. <laughs> Can we just kill Bobby? <laughs> <laughs> we are, they, they killed Bobby at the end of last season. We can yeah. kill him again. Well, you know. Kill him every... <laughs> Maybe it's what they do. Make him a Kenny. Let him die. <laughs> you really dislike Bobby that much? I just don't like Bobby. If that makes any sense. Sure, I don't dislike don't him. him. Yeah, I just don't like him. Or you don't like him. like him? Or you don't... <laughs> <laughs> Check your answer in, this, in one of these boxes. <laughs> yes or no? <laughs> do you like me? Signed no. Bobby. No, I don't. No. Is there any particular thing you don't like about him? I'm just curious. I I just don't like, I don't like how bro, I mean, I've talked about this in the past, just about, I don't like how broed out this show is. And I am annoyed that every character's male, basically. And it's just like, at least okay. the younger dudes are hot. Like with him, I'd have nothing. I'm just like, okay, <laughs> it's just another guy. Castiel's an angel, does he count? Oh, no, I really like Cass. Yeah. That trench coat. I'm fine with like those three just being on the show. I don't need Bobby. Uh. It, unfortunately, a lot of people who complain about it being all male and all, as soon as a woman comes on, they don't like her anyway. Immediately. Well, I, that's because I don't think they know how to write female characters. At least I haven't seen that they can. Like, if we do get a female character, she's almost always a demon, which that's fine if you want to make a compelling villain. But I'm not sure if we've had one yet. It's all mothers and demons. Mm -hmm. It's all mothers and demons. Yeah. 
And, mm-hmm. you know, women are more than just mothers and demons, of course. So it's like, Clearly. I don't know. Yeah. Because the women we have had that haven't been, like, what, maybe Joe? Like, Joe hasn't she, been. She barely She had was a neither a demon nor a mother, so. Yeah. Yeah, neither was, but she also was barely there, you know. Bella wasn't. Well, because, I mean, a lot of people immediately got upset that Joe was on. Um, Bella was not. I didn't like Bella very much, but that's. Yeah, she was not either a mother or a demon. Yeah, she was a bad. I literally have zero clue who Bella is. She was. She I was, don't know she who was that is. English thief. The English thief that would steal their stuff. She stole the Maggie uh, from the Walking. Yeah, she was. A, she was the, in the lady Walking from Dead, Walking yeah. Dead. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That lady. Yeah. Um, but well, she was a villain, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Or, okay. or she wasn't or a demon. Gray. Yeah. Villain, villain, but not. Uh, yeah. Evil. Yeah. Yeah. In the end, it turned out that she was. Yeah. Yeah. She was trying to save her butt. Well, no, because, like, didn't she kill her parents? Yeah, yeah. She, was, it, she was being... She didn't kill him. She had the demons kill her. But uh, her father, I think her father was molesting her. Oh, was I don't he? remember that part. Me yeah. neither. Yeah, you really? You don't remember that? Yeah. I do. Oh, oh yeah. I, Like I said, I barely remember her as a character. Yeah, oh, okay. her, father, her father was molesting her, and that's why the oh, demon came and... Oh, yeah, okay. And, All right. And offered her a way out. Good and enough. she wouldn't have to pay anything to him for 10 whole years. Right. All yeah. Right. All right. That's fair. Yeah. All right. Well, so the, the, the man who did it too much, that's, that's next. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, so I think unless we have any more points to make no. <laughs> for tonight, no. we can say happy, uh, happy hunting. Bye. Happy, Happy hunting. hunting. Happy hunting. Bye. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Idgitcast from com. Join the discussion at facebook.com slash We love feedback. You can email us or send us an MP3 voice message. Please use the episode title as your subject line to prevent accidental spoilers. Our email address is idgitcastpodcast at gmail.com. The theme song for Idgitcast is by Borrowed Trouble. Find the band at borrowedtrouble.com. Lyrics and vocals by Idgitcast's founder, Allie Jones, who you can find out all about at imthewonderband.com. The closing music you hear right now is Too Good, written and performed by Jack Mangan and is used by permission. You can find other music, writings, and discussions by Jack, as well as back episodes of his own deadpan podcast at jackmangan.com. You can hear more from the hosts of this show. Yvette can be heard as one of the hosts of Investigating Mars, an intro cast for the TV series Veronica Mars, also available from quadruplez.com. John Pavlich can be heard on CastleCast, a fan cast for the ABC series Castle at castlecast.net, and his own Sofa Dogs podcast at sofadogs.libsyn.com. Now you can also watch the Sofa Dogs YouTube channel at youtube.com slash user slash Sofa Dogs. Annie is currently acting as global coordinator for Can't Stop the Serenity, a worldwide series of charity screenings of Joss Whedon's Serenity, benefiting Equality Now. For more information on Can't Stop the Serenity, including event listings and how to host an event, visit www.cantstoptheserenity.com. Darcy and I can also be heard on the Ghostlight Podcast, an intercast for the television series Slings and Arrows, also featured on quadruplez.com. Quadruple Z.